Craig, what in the actual fuck did we actually watch on Saturday? But I, I wish I could remember. But I, that fucking <laughs> night in September. But I, it was our worst fucking day. God. Oh, my God. Thanks for making me smile just a little bit. Uh, I was so I had already planned to use that song, <sighs> like because it's the 21st of September, and so yeah. I was like, "Oh, it'll be perfect. I'm gonna use it and talk about how we're winning." Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah, talk about how we won and how we're gonna be undefeated going to play Utah. And <sighs> God damn it, this is awful. This is podcast versus everyone. I'm Craig Powers. With me is Jeff Newser. We are, I don't know, where are you at, Jeff? Mad, sad, all of the above? Um, you know, I've, I've, so I've written the first like 1200 words of my column, which is always the part that takes the longest. And I just kind of had a bunch of stuff floating around in my head that I've gotten down. So I feel like I've kind of processed some of my grief, uh, probably quicker than I thought I would. Um, mostly I'm just, you know, fucking pissed. Like, I'm just like, I'm mad. Like, I'm not sad. I'm not like, oh boy, that was, I mean, I'm just like, no, that was some, that was some bullshit and that should never have happened. And I, you know, I, I mean, I'm sure we'll talk about this, but I haven't wavered much off my position from Saturday night, which is like, uh, you got to look seriously at changing the defensive coaching staff at the end of this year. Like that's like, like the stink of giving up 50 points and a half to one of the worst offenses in all of FBS will never be washed off this staff ever. And so, yeah. So as you can see, I'm still actually, I'm actually more pissed than I thought I was. It's not being helped by the fact that I had the worst, like fucking sports weekend ever. Seahawks lost, went to that game today. Sounders got shut out again. Boy, that was exciting. Like, Oh, and my fantasy football teams are both about to lose to the high scores uh, in our in my, the two leagues that I'm in. That's a weekend, Craig. About the only thing that could have made it worse is if I had driven to Pullman. So how are you doing? Today was the worst five-and-a-half-hour drive thanks to traffic on the pass. Just by myself. I had no one with me. Alone with my thoughts in the car. Oh, God. Like, it was just miserable. I stopped, like, three times. Usually I might stop once to pee and maybe get gas or something. I don't know. Like, but, and get something to eat, but. Right. Just, you just want to get home, you know. And I, yeah, I just, I stopped at the, the uh, rest stop that's at the 395 interchange. And it was, and I just got back to the car and I was just like, I don't want to do this. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. like I just want to stay here. I'm going to go lay down in a wheat field. Maybe, yeah. maybe the world will forget about me. Go to sleep, <laughs> and maybe when you wake up, it won't be real. Yeah, except it's real. Oh man, yeah, that was rough. I it woke was... up in the middle of the night last night. No joke. I woke up, and because I was up until close to one, writing the recap, which was its own little adventure, and. uh like, you know, I went to bed and I woke up at, you know, three or three thirty or whatever. And, and, you know, I had to pee and drank a bunch of beer. 
during the game and I'm like woke up and like for a moment I forgot about the game and then in the next moment I remembered the game and then all of a sudden I went oh shit it actually happened didn't it like it really happened you know it's like it's like somewhere my brain was trying to be like no that couldn't have happened and then uh then it remembered no no this is real this is real as I'm staring here at my screen that says 6763 it was real. Yeah, I we uh I was uh with BA and uh we were I it's funny, I, I stormed out of the game. Like I just I told my buddy, I'm like, I gotta go right now. Like I, I was sitting up at the club seats with my friend and we were having fun for, you know, uh two and a half quarters. Yeah. And uh and then it just started turning and then it that was just a the such a long elongated like miserable experience because you just kind of felt it you know once they once they i think got it to about 49 38 you were like oh god yeah this this might happen and uh and it just kept getting worse from there um and so uh and i just stormed out like i've never stormed out of martin like that i just was like see you later and i just like was gone and i went back to the tailgate and I was just going to grab my cooler and throw it in my car and then, uh, walk b- back to my hotel. But I just ended up, uh, sitting on it for, I grabbed a beer out of it and sat on it. And I was the first one back to the tailgate. And then I just was like, I don't know what to do. And then people started showing up and I was like, Oh, I'll just hang. And basically BA and I talked about the game for maybe an hour. And then it was just like, let's talk about anything else, anything yeah. else in the entire world. Um, so we ended up uh, having a good time till way too late um, or early, if you want to say. Um, yeah, just trying to process. It felt felt a lot like uh, Portland State, um, except that was like a an early like a morning game, right? And uh, you just had the whole day to just like right. Uh, At least on this one, you got to go to sleep, kind of. Well, but I didn't. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. No, but, I mean, and that game was super long too. Like that was well, yeah. Thing. My my buddy that I was sitting with, he was driving back to Yakima after the game, and and he was planning on he figured to be in the road by ten thirty, and yeah. that game got over at like eleven thirty. Yeah, yeah. It was it was near four hours. Well, I think the second the official, half itself was yeah. The official time was three fifty two or something like that. So. Well, I guess yeah. they, were, they were, what, 78 points scored in the second half? Yeah. Um, yeah, 130 points total. Yeah, it was. There it was will be basketball games this year without 130 points total. A lot of them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm just, oh, Craig. So so this is, so I got to be honest. Like, I, I was, I was, like, leaning toward. Just being like, no, no, we're not recording an episode. We're not. No, I like I don't want to talk about this. I don't. I just want to pretend it didn't happen. Like, I no. And so this is sort of this is sort of like our therapy session, right? Like, yeah. And 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 as I'm 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 listening to you and you're listening to me and and what I'm what I'm feeling is like our emotions are actually quite like maybe not really different, but like, you know, you're, you're a little more, you're a little more morose, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm more angry than I realized. Like I was super, I was, you were probably super super angry last night. night. So uh, yeah, yeah. I, uh, at the game, 
I was just getting more and pissed. Like the whole fourth quarter, I was screaming. Yeah. I was screaming at the field. I was screaming at everything. Like people around me were like, holy shit. And then uh, um, when, uh, it, you know, at first it looked like um, Aesop got that first down that would have, you know, made UCLA use their timeouts. And, right. Um, and then it, we were realizing that he fumbled and a lot of people right. were looking at the replay like, oh, he didn't fumble. I'm like, he very clearly fumbled. What yeah. are you talking about? Like, you guys are in denial. I'm they like, called him down like- at first and I, I was on Slack and I was it, like within like a second of the play, I was like, that's going to get reviewed and it's a fumble and we're toast. Like, yeah. I was like, no, I, like, I saw it clear as day. But yeah, after um, the touchdown and then Gordon gets sack fumbled, uh, yep. I threw my hat on the ground. And screamed and then immediately walked out. Like, I was so fucking mad. I, I remember I heard, I heard someone, when I was walking out, I heard someone say, can't believe we blew a 30-point lead. And I go, it was 32 32. Points. Yeah, not even 30. 32. Did you, so when, when they got the ball back, did you, like, were you thinking, all right, they got this. Let them score. Oh, yeah, when they got the, well... There wasn't that well, much yeah, time. Well, yeah, but I mean, the drive before that, yeah, the let them score. I, I was saying the same thing. I was, I was like, just, just like, let, let them score on the first play. It's score. inevitable, but they ran a minute off the clock, and you're yeah. like, come on. Uh, I thought I – Since thought we, we had zero timeouts, thanks, I, Coach. I, I, I don't know. At that point, I was in such a state of dread and shock. Like, yeah. I, but I, I, I was like, they can do this. You know, 69 seconds is plenty of time. UCLA's defense is objectively terrible, Yeah. Um, especially pass defense. Um, although we were moving the ball at will on them at any any time, any point, just the only thing that would stop us is fumbles. Right. Um, which, by the way, there was uh, five fumbles in the game, and UCLA recovered every single one of them. All of them. Every single one. Every single one. How many fucking ty- – how many – how can that many wide receiver fumbles happen by three different wide receivers? Like, it's insane. <laughs> also, Roderick Fisher's was not a fumble, but whatever. That's, we can right. get into that. But they, um, and every single one of them happened – on the where same. the where the receiver was like trying to gain more yards. Yeah, which is what that's what we like, do. That's, that's admirable. What that's what you're yeah. supposed to do. I mean, granted, maybe they weren't squeezing it as hard as they should yeah. have, or whatever. I mean, you know, whatever. But it's like you know, it's it's not like they were just sort of being super careless, or they just you know dropped the ball while they were running. Like they were trying to do what they do. And anyway, it's. Yeah, I mean, I thought, you know, when we got the ball back, I thought minute seven, like in college. Yeah, we, yeah, we e- can do it. I mean, not easy, Especially but totally how, doable. How we'd been moving the ball. Yeah, totally doable. Um, you know, Gordon was was dicing them up, and you know, I mean, like Borgie, said, Borgie scored in one play, like the, yeah, the, you know, sixty-five the yards drive before, or whatever. Yeah. You know, so not the drive before, but you know, two, yeah, two drives previous, you right? Know, like they. It was just like, man, uh, crazy. I, yeah. Fuck. I don't know. Um, yeah. Yeah. I um, don't know. Like, I don't know either. <laughs> like, I've been trying to. Uh, I've had a know. lot of like today, just those random like where you sigh and shake your head. Yeah. Because like it'll just pop back in your mind. I can't. Oh, stop. totally. I can't stop thinking about it. I'm 100%. trying. I'm trying not to think about it. Uh, we watched an episode of Killing Eve, which is a great show, by the way, if you've never watched it. Um, and that was nice cause it was like super intense, but still like, I was like 80% watching this show yeah, and 20% like 49 to 17, yeah. Oh, yeah. 49 to 17, nine touchdown passes. <laughs> oh my God. I got on the uh, sounder train today to ride up to the Seahawks with my dad. And, and, uh, I think I've mentioned this on the podcast, but if I haven't, uh, my dad's a Husky fan. Mm-hmm. 
So he's uh, he's he sometimes will will say things that rub me the wrong way, but he's generally pretty uh, he's generally pretty pretty nice to me unless it's an apple cup. And I uh, got on the train, and you know the first thing he says is, "So," and I'm like, "I don't want to talk about it." Do not. I'm just like shutting it down right off. The, I'm like, I do not want to talk about that. I'd rather talk about anything. I'd rather talk about how my backyard, the renovation of my backyard is still not finished after three months. Like I'll talk about that before I want to talk about this crazy shithouse football game. And then of course I ended up talking about it later. Yeah. I, I just could I got, stop. I got like, you know, random friends who like mostly like beer nerd friends that know me as like the Coog guy, you know, um, like messaging me during the game while it was happening and, you know, after the game, like, like trying to poke me. And I basically was just like, like to anyone, I was like, fuck off. Don't, yeah. don't fucking say anything yeah, to me. Just don't. Like if you think it's okay to, it's if you, if you think it's okay to poke me right now, then you don't really know me that well. Like, Correct. like, cause you don't know how much this affects me. Like it's, right. it's ridiculous, but it. It, it it fucking like it was like a, a traumatic event like right. it was it was fucking awful like i don't want to i don't i don't want to downplay like um traumatic events that people go through but it, <laughs> like, like actual it, traumatic you events. know in, in wsu we've we've had you know that recently but uh, yeah but it's still from a football fan perspective sure. that's about as bad as it gets you know oh dude no it's as bad as it gets yeah. it's not even about as bad this is as bad as it gets like I can't. Pe- people were throwing out some other stuff, like trying to figure out. Well, was well, every, this bad 20, or every, that bad? It brings up twenty fourteen Cal and it, the nature of the no. high scoring is what no. people do. But we we never no. had a huge lead in against Cal in twenty fourteen. No, and maybe I actually, like a two touchdown lead at one point. But like, yeah, nothing like nothing like a the game is over lead. No, like this is over. We're crushing no. them. We're moving at will. You know, we we had scored. We went on a run where we. We scored a, a, a thirty-five to seven run before, to get it to forty-nine to seventeen. We came out two touchdowns right away in the first in the in the second yeah. half. Yeah. We were burying them. We were fucking burying them. The game was over. Yeah, like it was over, and everyone it was over. the the students were gone. Uh, the half the alumni were gone. Like it was a late game. They're getting back on the road. People were checked out. People were having fun. They were, you know there was people just chatting. But then, uh, then the way, then you know what UCLA scored twenty eight points in fucking a, a, <laughs> about thirty seconds. Thirty seconds, um, and and suddenly the just the mood, yeah, changed, and it was and it was just it was just uh, so tense and and uh, just people were angry and and you know you wish on some of those last drives that the house was still full and. We could have went full throat because, you know, we were screaming and yelling by the end, just trying to, you know, do our stupid part. But whatever. But, you know, you just wish the students were still there. Yeah. Um, uh, but, I, you know, I, whatever. I I kind of it's like I, I sent out a tweet that said, like, congrats. on Hey, students, congrats on leaving at halftime. It, it kind of was like double sided in that, like. Yeah, it was kind of a dig at them, but it was mostly like, I'm jealous of you for leaving. <laughs> because that was a miserable experience. Yeah. Like, it was just not fun. I felt bad because I was watching with one of my best friends, and we we hadn't we haven't watched a game together in a couple of years, and we were really excited to yeah. do that. And uh, and it was just like, fuck, man. We, and we were having so much fun. And 
Then he got a picture with Gardner Minshew before the game. It was, oh man! Oh, by the way, man, yeah, the the, the vibes were so good. Like oh, they yeah. kept they kept show, they had Gardner on the field. Oh um, yeah, he uh, was or, all know, over the, the broadcast. Alamo, yeah, the Alamo Bowl team, you know, whatever. Yeah. And then like, and you know, you could the joy in Glenn's uh, voice when he was in. He's like Jacksonville Jaguars starting quarterback Gardner Minshew, and it was just like it was a party. Place went bonkers. Everyone was just so yeah. excited, and then it just all went to <laughs> shit and now we talk about you know we're always just waiting for the other shoe to drop but holy shit like it just dropped over the span of five minutes yeah and then it, it, i don't even know I, I i don't even have a structure to this i think we're just gonna talk through it yeah um, i mean I, as i was as i was writing the recap like i, I like i was sitting there watching okay so typically like you know this t- but the listeners might not when I write the recap, I do most of the recaps, right, for the games because I'm mm-hmm. usually home and whatever. It's easier for me. And when when I do the recaps, um, you know, sometimes people are like, wow, I'm so amazed at how quickly you get it done after the game. And that's because I typically just like at halftime is when I'll open it up. Uh, there's some pictures that usually get uploaded during halftime, so I pick one of those. Uh I usually just write a little bit about what happened in the first half. Right. Yeah. I've done the same thing. Yeah. yeah. And then as the game goes on, you just kind of add as it goes. It's really nice when they, when there's some tweets with some video and you just, you know, put those in there and, you know, throw in some final stats at the end, put the final score in and, and you can usually publish within the last 10 minutes. Uh, When that game ended, last night I, I i like i had nothing well let me rephrase at one point i had number 19 wsu uses big second quarter to surge past ucla like that was a headline that i had written <laughs> for a while yeah. you know and if any of you out there like i ruined it because i tempted the football gods i do that all the time Okay. Every writer does it. I do it all the time, and we don't always do this. Okay. You have to do narrative building. I mean, right? Like it's really hard if you're writing to just write free without any sort of narrative. Like you have to have a narrative to start out with, otherwise you're going to get stuck. So that was the thing at the end of the game. I'm like, what do I even do right now? Like it wasn't even just like. I can't believe that happened. It was like, okay, I'm going to have to go back and sort of reconstruct how this happened because I couldn't even like, like you said, like you're sort of building this narrative. Right. Right. And so you gotta, and that's where, and it's not like these recaps are super narrative heavy because you're, you're just sort of like, you know, recapping. It's for the sake of the reader. It's more interesting to read. Yeah. But the the headline, the lead, you know, maybe the first few paragraphs kind of hit on a narrative and then, you know, you try to bring it back around at the end. Great. And like, like, like there was nothing. I'm like, I mean, outside of, you know, we fucking blew the game. Like I'm sitting here, like, how do I, and not only that, like I can't write a paragraph about every single touchdown that was scored. (laughs) Right. So I'm thinking, okay, well, what am I going to hit on? What am I going to leave out? And I just, that's why I was up so late uh, because I was just like, I don't even know. (laughs) Like, like I'm going to have to go back and try to reconstruct. And in fact, at one point I had, I had forgotten about our touchdown that put us up 49 to 17. I thought it was 42, 17. And then they started coming back. And then all of a sudden I looked at the box score and I was like, Oh wait, we had another touchdown. Like, it was just like, it's just like, you know, like, 
Like I finally, I think put together something reasonably coherent. I only made one factual error. Uh, I shorted Aesop Winston a touchdown. Sorry, Aesop for only saying you got three touchdowns instead of four. And, uh, yeah, yeah, it, uh, I, I'm not even sure how I wrote that thing to be honest. I don't know either. I'm, we were, uh, we were talking after the game and I'm like, I, I, I wouldn't want to be like, I just had to, I didn't want to do it. BA and I (laughs) usually do our kind of, we do our sort of like, you know, we our post game briefing together, usually at the tailgate afterwards. Like it's kind of our tradition just to kind of go through what happened. And we did that and it was just angry and, oh man, just you, you're because at this point you're in a state of shock and you can't because uh, you, you hold on hope throughout the, as it's happening that you, we're just going to pull out of this and it's just right. going to be a funny story. Like, holy shit, yep. we're going to get to like, we'll drop 70 and that'll be yep. funny, you know? Um, but you know, we can't, we literally had to drop 70 to win that game. Like we had to get, to <laughs> That's seven, what we, we had, had to, to get hit. that last touchdown to and get to 70 to win the game. Like it, it was like, you, you kind of knew it like at, at when USC was just, or UCLA was just scoring and scoring and scoring. And you're like, this, this game's going to be in the sixties and we're probably going to have to get to 70 to win. And yeah. I guess we would have had to get to 68, but we would have, it would have been 70, but it's insane. Like, and, yeah, and, I, completely and, I, and, I, and I, you know, when they got that ball at the last, I'm like, God, it'd be so great if they scored now. And they got to 70 and we were celebrating and, and we, 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 it was a big sigh of relief when we go back and, but man, the, right. And then, and then by the way, we talk at that point, we also talk ourselves into everything's fine. Cause that's what yeah. we would do. We'd be like, Oh, the first half was great. Everything's fine. Well, and everything yeah, it would is be not like, fucking fine. Yeah. Because if we come back and win, we're like, God, the defense is atrocious, but man, and what the, the offense probably is ceilings even higher than we thought. Like ex- from an explosion perspective, like this is the most explosive. This has got to be the most explosive offense that Leach has had at WSU. Like it's, it's easily the most, like it, this is more explosive than 2014. Like this is crazy explosive offense. Like, Anthony Gordon threw for nine fucking touchdown passes. Nine, nine. Tu- I didn't even. We didn't even realize that he was. I mean, doing let that, that during the in. game. Like during the game, we're like someone when after he got his eighth, someone, someone goes, "Holy shit, that was his eighth touchdown." We're like, right. he just set the fucking school record that Gardner right. set four games ago. Right. Like, and that's insane. Right. And he tacked on another and another. And, yeah. yeah. So yeah, so he's he's at nine touchdowns, but he had to get ten to win. Right. It's like it's like when Connor Holiday threw for 714 yards, but he needed 715 to win or whatever whatever it was. Exactly. You know, like so it's like so it's like like ah, oh, it's like fucking crazy. Like the the fucking defense was it I know I know I know that they were put in some tough positions. I know that they were the ball was you know, they were they, they were on the field a lot in the second half. But what the fuck? That doesn't excuse giving up 50 goddamn points. In half, well, the, you know, two of them were so thirty. What thirty six points, two punt returns or a punt return and a kickoff return for a touchdown, just yeah. a, a, just on the, and the offense had its failures in the turnovers, but those were less about execution. Those are less, uh, you know, serious glaring issues than just kind of random bullshit that happened. Like yeah. Like fucking, you you fumble four times, you lose all of them. Three almost identical fumbles, like it just right. in the same spot on the field. Like it was, like from yeah, so crazy. And but but God, the defense was a disaster. Like we were afraid that they weren't that good, 
but that was just insane. Yeah. Like, they could UCLA, we talked about in the preview, was last in the country in yards per play. Last in all of FBS. Worse <laughs> than the worst of the Sun Belt. Worse than the anyone. Right. Worse than New Mexico State, who played us and played Alabama. UCLA was averaging 4.1 yards a play. They averaged 8.8, same as us, 8.8 that game. We They averaged 20 yards a completion, like 13 yards an attempt overall. Uh-huh. 20, 20 yards a completion. Uh-huh. Just chunk plays. I mean, that 95-yard touchdown helped that, obviously, but that 95-yard touchdown happened. That yeah, kid fucking... As did the 60-yard 60, 60 Hail we, Mary, which also happened. We, we, talked about, <laughs> we talked about in the preview how Felton was probably their most explosive player, and holy shit was he. Kickoff return for a touchdown, 95-yard touchdown, got the game winner on a screen, which, yep. the, which was not covered in any way. Like, right. you saw, like, from my vantage point, I'm, I'm on the... I, I'm on the uh, you know the the opposite end of the stadium from from where the where the UCLA was scoring touchdown. You see him throw it out to the right. It's like third and fifteen, right? Yeah. You see him throw it out to the right, and there is one WSU player over there, oh, and yeah. three UCLA blockers. Like we were like, well, that's a fucking touchdown. Like at least at least they scored now. But at that point, you're hoping just stop him on this third down, which they had done just before. Mm-hmm. Just stop him on this third down. It's tied. At worst, we're going to overtime. Like, we can still, like, our offense is still amazing. We can still win this game. But, fuck, they just came out very first play, sack, fumble. That That's fitting. Like, I feel like games like that always end like that. Oh, like, and it was so fitting, too, because they hadn't gotten any real pressure on Gordon all night long. I'm just and backside. And then it's like, and then all of a sudden – you know this this dude this team who had not done anything blows past the left tackle and gordon i mean no chance right like like the only chance he had is if somehow he you know had had already gone to a hot read or something but there was no reason for him to go to a hot read because ucla rushed four and dropped seven and and of course with a minute left he's he's looking to work the ball downfield he's not trying to dump off for five yards because that's you know you're gonna lose 15 20 seconds off the clock if you do that so he's he's trying to let something develop down the field and like the last thing he's gonna expect is that liam ryan lets a dude run by him untouched and it's like, just, I was like, this is the most poetic end to this thing. Cause it's like, you know, that should like, have happened. It should, oh, here, that should never happen. It hasn't happened all night. And then it happens. Right. It's like there. hurting. The, it's like taking the, the gun out for the wounded animal, dude. Like, just like, Kinda. no, you don't need this last minute nine. Let's just end it now. Yeah. Let's like, just, let's just, you don't, like, let's just end your misery right now. Like, you well, don't need, let's not, let's not do this. Like, will they score? Won't they score? We'll just end it right away. And, and like, we'll just take the gun out yeah. and shoot you in the head. And that's and it. And then you it's talked done. about the fumbles. And it's like, okay, how many times did Luke Falk put the ball on the ground and one of our linemen jumped on it? Right? Right. Like a thousand times, seemingly. And it's like, so this time, this time, Liam Ryan's right there, except he's like a split second too late to cover up the fumble. And it's just like, <laughs> 
Yeah, I had it, to restrain myself last night because my because Sarah's. Uh, well, I had to restrain myself because I was just in public, God. and I'm like, I know you can go a little wild, but I was like, I could be. That's why I had to leave because I would have yeah. just, I would have just screamed. Like, Luckily, like Sarah's dad was here, and so, so I you, felt well. I felt yeah. like compelled to not do and say all the things that were going through my head. It was funny too because he was he was very nice about it. Like he's he and he's not a football fan or anything. And so after the game is over, I'm just like, I take my computer, I shut the screen. I'm going to go walk upstairs to write my recap. I pick up uh, my beer glass, my empty beer cans, which by the way, the beer I had was spectacular. I had this like revision brewing, uh, playification. Uh, yeah, it was fantastic. And I'm picking up like my, the remnants and I'm just like silent and I'm like, this is bad. And he just looks at me and goes, Sorry, Bubba. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm okay. <laughs> and I'm like trudged upstairs. And God bless him. He had the good sense to not say another word to me. And uh, that was that. So, you know, yeah. Yeah, dude. It's, it's crazy. We, so I was just like, I'm, I'm totally like, you know, I'm, I, I, you know, I get, I get some anxiety and I, you know, I've dealt with that in my life and then, and, but I've always like, uh, I really like hoodies. They're like a coping mechanism for me. Mm-hmm. And so I had my anthracite hoodie on, but the whole fourth quarter I had the hoodie up and my hat like pulled down as far down. And I was just like in a fucking fetal position in my seat, just like barely talking to my friend other than, and then just popping up to scream at some point, you know, uh, celebrating when max scored the touchdown to give us a lead back and then and then also and then you know getting up to scream on defense sometimes but it was just like i was just like i can't i can't handle this right now like i need i need my hoodie on to like it's like it was just it it was just bad like it was just so bad yeah But, but yeah you know what's crazy is like everyone was so worried about our run defense and the run defense was fine yeah, it was, it was the fucking pass defense. Four out of yards nowhere. per rush. That was it. Yep. Yeah, the Joshua Kelly had twenty carries for ninety four yards. yards. Yeah. Yeah, like, Ugh. and obviously DTR had a couple broke off a couple big runs, but he it wasn't that big of a deal. It wasn't that at all. It was it was the fucking passing game. The secondary was a disaster. Totally. We, we were not getting any like hardly any pressure on him. No. Not enough. Not like. And, you know, they, they, they would, he would, it was, they were over pursuing when they did like, so, cause he would just, you know, kind of take a step over and get out of it. Um, he definitely looked a little more athletic in this game than he has. Um, but maybe that's just what our defense does. Yeah. Um, that's so yeah, yeah. Like the rush defense was fine. And we thought that UCLA would just run, run and run. And that would be the issue, but no, they just threw the ball. 500 yards on 38 attempts on 25, <laughs> 507 yards on 25 completions, 507 yards. Like and we can't even underscore how, like, like it's impossible to oversell how bad that is. And pre- going into the game, they were giving up roughly a sack every 10 dropbacks. He 38, uh, 39 dropbacks, one sack. Right. Or and probably, one, probably and more than that. Sack, probably like, 45 if you're counting the runs and stuff but the one sack was a jailbreak blitz on the next to last drive as they were going down to score which they didn't end up scoring obviously we stopped them but um 
Yeah, it's it took it took that to finally get a sack, and, and it's not like he was under pressure all night. Like it was, uh, he's not that good. Yeah. Like he's not that good. He's not that good. They're not that good. Like it's uh, you know our fans who are doing a whole lot of rationalizing about the defense right now, and 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 I guess maybe we can we can you know what let's we need to take a commercial break. Can we take a commercial break? And then we'll go in on the defense. Yep. All right. Okay, we're back. Uh, look, our fans are doing a, a, a whole lot of rationalizing about the defense right now. And I I suspect it's because to because I've, I've really been thinking this through because I've seen a whole lot of like, well, you know, the offense did turn it over six times and really put the defense in a bad spot. And I'm like, are you fucking joking me? The offense also scored me? 63 points. Yeah, the offense points. also scored 63 fucking points. Like, all the, I mean, even if you take out the two special teams touchdowns, uh, the defense just had to hold UCLA to, like, 49 points. And they UCLA and we scored won, four touchdowns right? in a seven-play span. Like they I had mean... A, they, had a, they, they, they scored in the third and fourth quarter. Like, there was seven plays four touchdowns yeah that's that's bad defense that doesn't matter where you are on the field one of those plays was a 94 yard touchdown like that's that like that that has nothing to do with what the offense was doing like so it it's just yeah like it, it this is just flat out they played a really shitty offense and got absolutely and got their run over like well thrown over but it's just oh my god like that's and what's crazy is they were doing a fine enough job for two and a half quarters they 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 had given up 10 points and then yeah seven like on good a, seven enough. on a kick return so seven on a kick return 10 points those were all in the first first quarter so they went like then there was a kick return in the second quarter there that fucking hail mary jesus um that almost was yeah um maybe that that was like our sign of things to come maybe uh, uh that was a hell of a throw by the way but um, yes, anyways, i don't think they expected him to make that throw uh, but anyway, so, uh, uh, yeah, so you're thinking, oh, the defense is doing fine. And honestly, they could have been just bad the rest of the way. And there was, there's couldn't have given up the lead, even with the turnovers. Like they had to be horrible, like horrible to give that up. And, and, and I, and it's just like, you, I don't know how to explain it given how they performed in. 14 and a half quarters leading up to this other than they just they took their gut they kind of shut it down and they just were like whatever like we, we're, we're fine and 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 that's fucking annoying like because we talk about the yeah we talk about the toughness of this team and how like not you know like nothing gets to them well apparently they fucking i don't know i hate i hate saying shit like this but it just feels like the only way this happens is if the defense kind of was coasting, like oh they, yeah, that this ah, it's so fucking fresh. And I look, hate- I wrote I wrote about pretty much what you're talking about, and we and we did not talk about this before the podcast. So like, I wrote about this when I was like I said when I was I was kind of uh, this morning got up did a little bit of writing before I went to the Seahawks. I just had all this stuff in my head. I, you know, I wrote that I'm 100 confident that they thought it was impossible to lose this game. 
that at some point, whether before the game or when they were up, you know, 49 to, to 17 or whatever it was, at some point they decided, okay, we're done. We can't lose. Like, it's over. And <laughs> it's def- it was definitely not over. Um, you know, and and I just, like... I'm really struggling with this idea that people want to excuse the defense or at the very least sort of be like, oh, it's not, you know, they just, the turnovers or whatever. And I'm like, I, I guess, okay, so number one, I don't think people are giving proper credit to just how bad it was. Um, you know, it's and sometimes, you know, you can do that by putting numbers in context. So here's a number for you. Uh, cfbstats.com goes back to 2009. So for three, it goes back to three of the four Wolf years and then all of the Mike Leach years. Um, 13.3 yards per attempt by the quarterback is the most allowed, I believe. I believe, let me check, let me check one more thing. Yep, that was it. Okay, so 13.3 is the most. More than Marcus Mariota in 2014 when he had 13.2. More than Jared Goff, more than like. More yep. like some great Pac-12 quarterbacks that we've played. Jared Goff Wolf- only went for 9.9. Yeah, only. Only 9.9. But that year, we also had USC went for 12.5. Oregon State went for 10.2. And then if you go back to 2009, the other one that was really close was the Hawaii-Seattle game. Mm. 13.2 that was yards per attempt. Still less than what we gave up yesterday and not only that, like when we were talking about these other numbers, these are prolific offenses like that Hawaii team back in 2009, like they could throw the fucking ball like that team could. It was the run and shoot. It was like, I mean, they they could throw the ball, you know. OK, so, OK, what UCLA did last night, they have not done to anyone or even come close to doing to anyone, you know, and you even saw like Chip Kelly. Chip Kelly didn't even want to throw the ball. Like, there was a point at which I was like, why aren't they trying to throw the ball? Like, when right. they were down by 32 points, I'm like, why aren't they trying to throw the ball? They're not running the ball well. And then earlier in the game, there were dudes open. Like, the quarterback right. just couldn't hit them, you know? And I was like, look, we've benefited however many times over the last few years by the fact that most quarterbacks in college football are bad, you know? So it's like, okay, so we benefit from that. Tonight's going to be another night where we benefit from that. And then all of a sudden they open it up and he hits a rhythm and he's just like throwing darts all over the place to wide open dudes. And it was like, how are people so wide open? And I guess that's why I think people maybe are trying to rationalize this um, is because the alternative is so, so scary and depressing. Like the alternative is no, no, no. This defense could be historically bad. And could be like Wolfie and bad, Mike Bresky bad. Like, like that's the kind of defense we might have on our hands. And rather than confront that reality, people would rather be like, well, they got given a short field like six times, and that's really hard. Well, it's you like know. you really just needed to a couple times make UCLA work for it. Like or kick more, a field goal. Or kick like, a field goal. Like Even a couple times kick a field goal and we win the game. Yeah. 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 So... Yeah, and that's all they they need to do, and they've done that before, uh, in you know over the last you know since uh, since Grinch came on and then Clay's and then, but now this game it was just free runners, uh, big chunks, 
everywhere. Like it's, it's, it's fucking frustrating. So, um, uh, they've for the SP plus numbers, our offense, because of that performance went from 12th nationally to fourth nationally. <laughs> our defense went from 66th nationally to 80th nationally. Yeah. So we are, we are that extreme. Like this is probably the bet. This is Mike Leach's maybe best offense ever. Like I, he's never been this efficient, like maybe early days, maybe yeah. early days at Texas tech, but this is one of his best offenses he's ever had. And we thought it could be because of the receivers and because of Max Borgie um, and Gordon's, you know, better than we could have imagined. But on the other side, this, this is probably, this is the, well, definitely the worst defense we've had since 2014, which was a, an awful, awful, awful defense and got Mike Bresky fired. Um, so this is where we're at now. We have this two sides of, you know, two extremes on either side of the ball. And that played out last night. Like I remember listening or on the, uh, on the Cougar football Saturday cast, like, uh, uh, Kyle Scher was not sold on the defense, you know, and I, you know, we, we talked last week and I'm, I wasn't totally sold on the defense yet. And sure. I sure as hell didn't expect this, but Kyle was, Kyle was saying, you know, I think we'll win a lot of like 51 to 48 games, but that's, this is what that was, you know, except 67, except we 63. Lost. Yeah. And we lost and it was, <laughs> And it was even, and and it was, I I just I couldn't have imagined this like against this team, no, like no, that's if, exactly it. Like against this team, like this is not. And people before the game, people were like, I hope they don't figure it out. Like I don't think UCLA figured anything. No, out. I think we God, just made no. it incredibly easy for them. They didn't because figure their out bread and, shit. their bread and butter is running oh the God. ball. People are going to be shocked when they see what UCLA does not do over the next few games. They're going to be like, wait, oh, man, oh, shit. Like, UCLA is not going to do anything. And people are going to be like, wow, I guess they didn't figure it out. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, it's just because any quarterback <sighs> in college level, in a Pac-12 level, can hit open re- receivers yes, when can they're hit open, open receivers when he's not when, being pressured. When he's not being pressured, exactly. Yeah. It's, like, if he has a scholarship at the FBS level. Like if you, yeah. if you're, if you can hit open receiver and, and that's what he had. So let me ask you a question. How are you feeling about Tracy Clay's right about now? Yeah. We, it's, we, I, mean, I mean, we were ready this... to, we were ready to anoint him the, the, the God of defensive coordinating after last year. And I mean, he, uh, they, they got, I, I don't know. They got fooled here. Like, I, I mean, USC must like, I mean, UCLA must've just been doing shit. I mean, I keep saying USC because that would have been much more believable. Um, U- <laughs> UCLA, uh, uh, just, I don't know. They, they were comp- totally unprepared for them to even apparently throw the ball once. Right. Like, I, I it's, and they just, uh, I don't know. Like, the, under Grinch, and I, maybe part of this was like guys like Madafa and Iquale, and, and maybe last year's guys like Comfort. Um, there, we always got pressure. That was one of the best things. We, yeah. Biggest thing, you know, uh, yep. like I think we led the, we we're close to leading the nation in sacks two years ago. And so in yep. last year, and, we and were part of that was well. Logan Tago and Frankie yeah. Luvu playing defensive end also. Right. But I mean, it just seemed like guys like Ron Stone and, you know, yeah. I thought Will Rogers was 
good enough and but like willie taylor and willie taylor and you know it's just where are those guys you're like what are they why, why aren't they in the backfield like what the fuck is lamont where's nam diaguayo yeah. he's actually playing where is yeah. he yeah he's not he's just he's had he had a couple pressures i think in that game but uh it's just uh, so this is my concern like like they, so literally, I don't even know what level of the defense you aren't worried about right now. Like, they I, appear. Some looked bad. Yeah. Uh, you know, in coverage, Beekman doesn't look good. Like, I it's it's like the guys we lost are glaring. Oh yeah. I know that Skylar Thomas had an interception, but Skylar Thomas is not playing well at the nickel. No. He's nowhere at the level of Hunter no. Dale and no. Shalom Lamani. No. Nope. Like, and and Jalen Thompson. Nope. It seems covered up a lot of shit, like more than we even realized. Yeah. Like it just in the back end. And I'm not convinced his presence would make a massive difference. I mean, maybe it would. Maybe it would. Yeah, I think I, it would have I'm made not, at least five points of difference. It would have made enough of a difference on Saturday <laughs> yeah. to win the game, I think. But yeah. I'm not convinced that like all of these problems magically disappear. And I guess like where I'm at right now is, I mean, we are one third of the way through the season. Man. Well, the, the, the way, I mean, the way they, it's, I hate like, you know, you hate like guessing the mindsets of the players. Of course. But you know what? This is a fucking podcast. So whatever. Yeah. Um, like the way that they seem to just, how the, the game just turned on a dime when we were at our highest point just seems like they just said fuck it and that's leadership yep and maybe maybe that's what we're missing with jalen thompson and peyton pallor and maybe. hunter dale maybe it's the you know just kick him in the ass They're like no we're up but we're we're playing a, a a team that probably has more just like you know basic on the basic talent level like they have better recruits they you know like they have the guys that can they have talented enough players to exploit if we're not trying like right. if we're not if we're not putting in our 100 percent effort wsu then, is not and will never be good enough yeah, to coast, coast against anyone really and they i mean they had to have like it just doesn't they and did. that's and that's and that's coaching and that's they leadership did. and yeah um and and if 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 you're if you're a coach and you you lose your top leaders like you have to figure out a way to Yep. To fix that, like yep. you, you have to step in. Your your coaches have to step in. Yep. Um, your position coaches, and and it's, it's it's just ah, it's so fucking frustrating. Yeah. Like God, it now I'm getting mad. <laughs> the longer we talk, the madder yeah. I'm getting. Well, Mark Sandritter put out an idea on Slack, which I thought was actually a really good one. And and the more I think about it, the more I'm like, yeah, you know, that kind of makes a lot of sense or, or, or at least is, it seems very plausible. And, and I even kind of thought about it to another level. So he put in, you know, maybe, maybe we really miss uh, Ken Wilson, uh, you know, the outside linebackers coach who went to Oregon. And I kind of thought, well, I mean, how much difference can a, you know, can a linebackers coach make? But, but I really kind of started thinking about it even a little more this way. Well, first of all, Grinch's style was very hands-on. Uh, he was on the sideline, and that's just during games, like and during practice. You know, he was out there, very visibly coaching. Uh, you know, even as defensive coordinator, um, and and obviously Ken Wilson was there for all of that. 
And then, you know, Grinch leaves, Clay's takes over. Clay's, his style is very different. Like, he's not out there actively coaching. He's not on the sidelines. Like, um, his strength is not necessarily as a as a teacher it's as a schemer and a game planner and and and, you know and he relies on his assistants to kind of you know implement and teach and, and all of that stuff and not saying there's anything wrong with that or that it's bad because I mean there's people have a lot of success both ways you know people do what they do they are who they are and and that's fine Um, but you know, I think maybe there's something to this idea that Ken Wilson kind of helped bridge that gap between, uh, between Grinch and between, uh, Clay's and, 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 and sort of smoothed over some of those, you know, teaching elements, those learning elements, kind of all that stuff. Um, and now that he's gone, maybe that really is sort of the, you know, the, the last straw in terms of, uh, that connection between what the defense was and what it's going to be. And, you know, somebody floated the idea that, oh, well, Clay's is trying to shape it into his own thing. And I'm like, I mean, maybe, but that, then what does that say about him as a coach? You know, if four games in, he's trying to do his thing and, and it's a total failure. Like I, I am, I am way, way, way down on Mr. Clay's right now. And I kind of, I mean, I wish I wasn't, but man, we are four games into this thing and I've seen zero improvement. Like, and I thought, you know, last week they were kind of working a few more kinks out, you know, the, the competition level went up and they were, you know, it was okay. And they, you know, stood up in the second half and they were pretty good for the second half. But, you know, if you really look at all four games on the whole and considering that this was like objectively the worst thing you could ever see, 50 points and a half, 50 points in one half. Like, I'm just like, anyway, you know, if it's that. Not even then, a half. It was a quarter and a half. Yeah, like it, a quarter was, and a half. Yeah, it was that's even a better way to put it. It like was less than a quarter and a half because yeah, there was, was like six minutes left in yeah. the third quarter when it started. So, okay. So you're kind of left with really, I think only two, well, three options. Okay. So if you, number one option is what we said that, you know, Ken Wilson was really a big deal. Okay, fine. Um, another option is that, uh, Alex Grinch just recruited super shitty players and that's what Tracy Clays was left with. And so he's left trying to make lemonade out of a bunch of lemons and, and that's, and you know, that's very sad for him because those players are really terrible. Um, or, uh, Tracy Clays is doing a Mike Bresky level job of coaching this year. Like, like, I don't know how there are other options than that. I mean, maybe you can think of one, but like, I like really thought about it and I'm like, I, either the players stink or the coaching job is horrible. Like it's one or the other. And right now I'm leaning towards the coaching job is horrible because I see guys on the field who, uh, seem to have regressed. Like Jihad Woods looks like a worse player. And maybe that's just cause he's not playing next to Peyton Palour anymore. I mean, I don't know, but he looks worse. You know, defensive linemen look worse. I mean, you know, Willie Taylor was, you know, a terror on quarterbacks. And he, you know, and again, maybe that's because he's not playing next to Taylor Comfort anymore. I don't know. But it's like, yeah, it's, I, I don't know. And then all of the, pretty much the whole half, half the secondary, the two, two of the starting safeties are guys that Clay's recruited. So they're Juco guys, you know, I mean, <laughs> 
I, I, I yeah, that's the thing. If, I even, don't know what if, else to say. I e- mean, e- if, even if you they just look wanted, horribly coached. Yeah, if you just want to say it's just a talent thing, well, that's on the coaches too. Yeah. Like they're the ones bringing in sure. the players. They look horribly coached, and we're we're not like we're not in fucking uh, that we're so deep into this. Like it's not an excuse. There's no excuse for having like bad players anymore. Like I, right. it, like. It's just we're this is not fucking two thousand nine where it's like well, well we're a little WSU and you know it's tough we don't have anyone don't even want to play for us no like we've had we've had good like we've had a above average to av- average to above average defenses for four years in a row going on now or for the lot for four we had for four years in a row and that coupled with the offense or uh, in the twenty seventeen we had a very good defense which when our offense took a dip helped pick that up. Now it's we we've regressed back to the level that ruined what it was an otherwise amazing offensive season in 2014. Yep, and that's the fear now. Like, right, it's 100 percent the fear. This looks like the best offense we have seen at WSU since like 1997, and 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 it's and this is why you like you said people rationalize it because they they can't. If if the defense is this bad, right, then we're gonna win like maybe six games, right? Like, and that's or less, know, or like, because honestly, like when our like we've talked about it, you all you had to temper expectations even even with how good you thought the offense was, and if the defense could be average because the schedule is tough. Like after that, this was our last. This, we have a fucking killer stretch coming up right yep. now. We go to Utah. We go to Arizona State, Colorado at home, go to Oregon, go to Cal. That's the next five games. Yep. Like, if, if you saw what happened last night, the only game that you expect to win, like that that you feel like maybe Cougs, Cougs would be over 50% to win, is Colorado. It's Colorado. Which, by the way, just beat Arizona State. Exactly. <laughs> Actually, I didn't even know that. I haven't even looked. I, yeah. I was in my own little bubble, man. I, yeah, I have, no, understand. I, I have not even looked at any of the football scores from after maybe. I think the we watched. Um, it's funny we watched UCF lose to Pitt, and we're like laughing. We're like, "Yay, and, we're and, moving up in the polls." Yeah, and I and now I'm like, I just, I, I just, any, anything not purple, I just feel like I'm never gonna. I don't. I don't want to laugh at them anymore because I'm just. Yeah. I'm just it's just <laughs> so fucking pissed and you know what sucks is like i don't really like scroll through twitter i'll tweet during the game so like a few uh, but i don't like scroll through twitter to see what other people are tweeting because mm-hmm. i don't want to like kill my phone yeah but uh but now twitter does that thing where if they show the tweets to you so today when i'm scrolling through twitter when i get home I get to see everyone's misery from yesterday again oh, that I didn't see yesterday. How exciting. Like, so fun to relive. I'm like, <laughs> looks like you missed this, Craig. Let's yeah, make sure I, you see it. Make sure you remember, <laughs> you remember that horrible time you had yesterday. Uh, Let's look at what all your together. friends were doing last night at 11 o'clock. I know it's so fun. <laughs> oh my God. All right. Hey, we need to take one more break. And then I feel like we need to give the offense its proper due because we've complained enough about yeah. that. And I do have break. to. We, I have to mention the beer I'm drinking at some point. Yeah. All right. So let's take uh, a break. I, someone then... on Twitter. Uh, hold on, uh, pa- uh, Patrick Corn. He said. He said. 
He was only going to listen for the beer section. So, oh dear God, he had yeah, to wait Pete a Cornwell long time. 09. So I told him we we're forty five minutes deep. Um, we'll have the, <laughs> we'll have the timestamp for you, Patrick. So it'll be fine. Yeah, there you um, go. But yeah, so yeah, we'll get into the we'll get into that. We'll get into the offense, and yeah, we'll take it. All right. And we're back. Let's talk offense because that did not suck. No, yeah, obviously maybe it's good to follow. Maybe it's good to finish with this. The six turnovers is you know that was bad. That was their contribution to the to the tragedy. And it Um, was one. It was one legit bad turnover and then five like fluky ass piece of crap turnovers yeah particularly the fumbles one was not a turnover like that actually uh, i would say four fluky ass because the last one is like what strip sack okay that was that's not really fluky but so the the other four the not not the first one but the first fumble the the first so roderick frisher that was was totally down he was down and they should have blown the whistle He's stacked up against his five forward defenders. progress was completely stopped. Like that, that was embarrassingly that's, bad. That's that's that the they kind reviewed of, it, and yeah. we're watching. We're all watching. We're like, yeah, he's down. Like right. his knees down, his elbows down. Like he's down. No, whatever. Um, but anyways, yeah, dude, Anthony Gordon threw nine fucking touchdown passes. Nine. They put up seven hundred and twenty yards. Yeah. They they averaged nine eight point eight yards of play, like. Borgie broke off a huge run and a huge catch. Like he had a 50 plus yard run and a 60 plus yard catch. He is amazing. Anthony Gordon is amazing. Holy shit. Like, yeah, it's, it's just to the point where he has started so well. Fans were getting grumbling. Like when we had drives, when it, it, you know, we missed a couple passes. Yeah. It's like he was 41 of 61 for yeah. nine touchdowns, 570 <laughs> yards and two picks. Like nine, nine touchdowns. That's ridiculous. That's video game. That's a video game. Like that's yeah. stupid. Yeah. Like if you'd, you, you'd you be having a good day on NCAA football if you got nine touchdown passes in one game. It was only 9.3 and, yards per attempt though, Craig, which was like four yards less per attempt Anthony than Gordon threw the other four, guy. Anthony Gordon threw four games in the air raid offense. Yeah. Is sixth in the country in yards and attempt. Yeah. That's, that's amazing. That never happens in the air raid. Well, and this is the thing. So, like, people have to understand, and and if they if they do, great. If they don't, here's the thing you want to understand. Like, as when you watch the offense, so much of the air raid is short throws, right? I mean, it's because you're going to throw – you're trying to make the defense defend the entire field. So, in order to necessarily do that, some of your throws need to be short and horizontal. Like, that's just – like, that's necessary. You have to do that. Um, and, and those short horizontal throws most of the time don't go for a long run unless you're thrown to Max Borgie, but you know, you know, we, we've seen it the last few years thrown to James Williams, thrown Jamal Morrow, you know I mean? It's like, that's, that's what happens, right? You know, you, th- you dump it off to the running back, you get your five yards, whatever. Well, that's going to bring down your yards per attempt to, to be throwing the ball 50 to 60 times a game and be up there in yards per attempt the way he is right now is it, it I, I mean that is like that is a throwback to a time when the air raid was new and nobody knew what to do with it 
Yeah, like like, there was no, they didn't know how to defend it, so the runners would run. They didn't, know how to run. they didn't like have they, the personnel. They didn't have, you know, base yeah. nickel schemes where they could. Yeah, you know, that little five it. yard like, mesh throw would turn into a 30 yard play right. like, all the time over because and over they didn't and know over what to do again. about it. Yeah. Right. And so the, the, the environment now is not that environment. And to do what Gordon is doing is, it, it's, it's unbelievable. And I mean, what we did to uh, UCLA is on par with what Oklahoma did. And UCLA? UCLA coming in was, you know, it was like, it's crazy. A, not a bad deep, like an average defense. Yeah. So Gardner Minshew, just for reference, was 67th in yards per play last year, 7.2 yards per attempt, 7.2. And before that, the year before that, Falk had his worst uh, go, and it was, I think he was like at 6.7 or something. So that you'd more, you'd like seven to eight yards a, uh, an attempt is more what you'd expect out of like an air raid quarterback because of the short throws and all that, but he's over 10 right now. Yeah. And he just played, he's played two defenses with better athletes and one defense that's pretty decent, like an average defense and still shredded them. And, and, and if it wasn't for some like crazy fumbles, they would have, they would have gotten a fucking 80 points. Right. Like, and it's the, the, it was so good. The offense was so good. And that stretch, in the second quarter and the start of the third quarter was just dominant. Yep. Like they, I, I don't like, they just 42 points in a quarter and a half. So they, they pretty much went on a run like that UCLA. They already had done the run that UCLA did. Like, so it was like, really, if you break the game down, it was like each team making a run. Like, and they just did it last. <laughs> like and basketball. It, yeah, exactly. Like the score that we had at the end too, being a basketball score. Yeah, I hope that uh, I hope Kyle Smith gets a W sixty like uh, like in, that like he in beats the, UCLA sixty seven sixty three. Yeah, just to reverse it. But, <laughs> no, he'll, like we'll play UCLA in basketball this year, and it'll probably be in the low sixties. Yeah, I mean with uh, with us with Kyle Smith and then with uh, Mick Cronin, like it's yeah, it could be in the fifties. That that game's gonna be low scoring. It's possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's. I, I this I offense think, is some. It's just yeah. They're well. They're they gave in, the they gave the ball away six times and they still and scored. still scored sixty three points. Like I, like I, people are not appreciating that enough. And I and I understand why. I totally understand why. I'm not. I'm not like scolding people over it. I'm not like what's the matter with you or anything like that. I 100 percent get it. I totally get it. However, I am gonna bang the damn drum and be like. They gave it away six times, and they still scored 63 points. They still scored 63 points. Anthony Gordon threw for nine damn touchdowns. Nine. Nine touchdowns. Nine. It's a Pac-12 <laughs> record, by the way. I mean, my God, this is insane right now what they are doing. <laughs> As we talked about earlier, my biggest fear is is your biggest fear, which is that it's going to get wasted, and that it's this is going to be a like the the thing I and I actually said that in my column because we're apparently like have hive mind going on, but it's like the 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 immediate reference that came up to me was uh, 2016 Texas Tech with Cliff Kingsbury and Patrick Mahomes, and it's like Mahomes is you know thrown for you know five thousand yards. And they, and they and went seven, six, and they six. went five and seven. I five think. Seven, yeah, yeah, I think it was five and seven. You know, because they had a defense that kept giving up sixty points. You know, 
um, that's I'm terrified that that's what's going to yeah, happen. This, here. There, uh, I think last year, WSU finished around like 15th or 12th or 15th, like in uh, SP plus, um, which factors in efficiency and uh, explosiveness. And usually it's the explosiveness that WSU gets dinged on in that measurement. Right. Um, uh, Bill Connolly has uh, upped the um, upped how much he factors in efficiency. So that's helped us move up the ratings a bit. But so last year, we all know how good that offense was last. We felt how good that offense was last year. They were 12th and 15th. WSU right now is fourth in in SP plus. Like that's insane. Like the fourth best, fourth most efficient plus explosive offense in the country. Yep. Like that, that's just not like you don't expect that. And that's out of, an out opponent of the air rate adjusted. That's opponent adjusted too. Yeah. Like so we need to even, make that clear to people. Yeah, like it's, it's not, not, it's just not just like just because we've opponents. been, we've been running over bad defenses. They, they it's get the dinged. degree to which we've they been running over. They get dinged for defenses. playing the bad defense. Right. Like the, because the defense is bad. Like, it's funny, UCLA's SP numbers were crazy. Like their defense and offense completely flipped their rankings. Like I think we talked they were, I think they were 89th in offense and now they're 52nd. And then they were 60 like second in defense and now they're like 88th or something. Like it's yeah, crazy. Because of us. Because because well, of and the, Oklahoma too, but Yeah. But yeah, it's um it's wild. Like yeah. it, it's the, the the offense is insane and and Max Borgie is I don't know what the best running back we've had since who Jerome, but he's maybe, um, well, definitely since Jerome, like, I don't, I don't know. Like he's, he's, he's the best running back that Leach has had. Oh, for sure. Like he definitely is. And we've had, that's particularly close. He's had some good ones. Yeah. I mean, Booby was good. And like a third Jamal Murrow, Jamal Murrow was really good. Jarrah Ricks was good, but, but Max isn't, yeah, Max adds a level of explosiveness yeah. that none of those guys had. Well, he out, you know, we watched the top him out level run, speed. Like we the watched top, him outrun Houston last week, and he did and that. Then he did it. That was again. incredible. And then that, he did it again. He, he, there, at no point did you think he was going to score a touchdown to, at that until he just ran by the yeah, last. Yeah, the UCLA defender. player was like, "Whoa, where'd he go?" <laughs> you know, he like he was not prepared for that level of speed. Yeah, he and, is. He is yeah. the most explosive running back that we've had since Jerome Harrison for yeah. sure. Yeah, and he's so dynamic in what he can do out of the backfield, catching the ball, running the ball. Hell, he had a fifty-six yard run on a third and thirteen. Yep. Like I was like, they're handing it off. Oh, oh, oh! There he goes. <laughs> All right. Okay. Really, I guess if, it's all right to hand the ball off. If he really is doing the run checks. Yeah. And and he's like, hey, hey, Gordo. Yeah, Gordo. Give me the ball. I got this, dude. I got it. It's third yeah. and thirteen, but I got it. Oh, and he did. Yeah. Like he's just if if you give him an inch, it's twenty yards. Like twenty yards are covered. He's so yep. fast. Like he's so yep. fast. And we talked we talked about how you don't see our running backs get that sort of like run. But he's so fast that he, even if the safeties are back, he just runs past him. Like yep. he's, it's crazy. I don't. He's so good. Anthony Gordon is having a season that we just couldn't even imagined. Right. Like it's insane. He, he we've played four games. He has eighteen hundred and ninety four yards and twenty one touchdowns. Yeah. So how about four this? Games. 
He's averaging 473.5 yards per game. That is number one by in lot. the country <laughs> by nearly 100 yards a game. Also, how surprising, how funny is it that LSU, Joe Burrow, is the second yeah. the next one? <laughs> but, I mean, here's another one for you, though. Like, he's also number four in quarterback rating. Yeah, and then, like I said, number six. And like he's attempts. not just like number one in touchdowns. Obviously, he's not just piling up crazy amounts of yards. Like he's twenty-one. He's touchdowns. being efficient. Like he's being efficient and he's explosive. He's leading the country in touchdowns. Like <laughs> it's nuts, man. It's yeah. This is this offense is nuts and absolutely bonkers. Figure your shit out, Tracy Clay's in the defense please, because please, for the love of God, I, it's already ruined one game, and it, that's I. I, I I, I, we've seen teams in the Mike Leach era have bad early losses, come back, have yep. a really good season. Yep. That can totally happen. And I get all you people that are like, it's only one game, blah, blah, blah. Just let us be fucking mad. Yeah. Stop telling me that I can't hey, be mad about this game. Go out like, and beat Utah and I'll be a lot less mad. Exactly. Like just hold and, Utah and, to 40 points so and, that we can win and I'll and be less mad. And if your inclination is to look at your fellow fan and be like, don't be mad. It's just one game. Shut up. It's yes. it's that was horrible. That was guess, a horrible. Yeah. That was just awful to experience. Yeah. And and let us be mad about it because yep. it's it, it was we it was forty nine to fucking seventeen. Like we should have won the game. Like whatever. Like and then you had to sit there and watch. Yeah. Just, and and y'all are gonna walk into work tomorrow or today. You're gonna listen to this on Monday, so you're gonna walk into work today. And your husky friends and all the people there are gonna be like, "Wow, what happened, huh?" You like, <sighs> and then you're gonna then then already if you, if, dreading if, that. If shit, you are, if you, you like, if if you have not felt the anger, and you're one of those people telling people. Just wait until you have to deal with that. Crap. Yeah, wait until that Jack Husky. It was happening like, immediately. You guys really cooked it, huh? It was happening immediately for me. Like my, I was getting it on my phone like Fuck. immediately, and I'm like, this is the worst time for you to do this. Like, <sighs> like I'm ready to fight someone right now. So, yeah. <laughs> and I'm a very passive person. Well, and so. I didn't. I I have one raincoat right now, and it's a crimson colored cougar raincoat made by Columbia. And I was going to the Seahawks today, and it was raining, and I was like. Uh, not wearing it, not wearing it. And it's not because I was embarrassed or ashamed. I love my school. I will 100% wear my cool gear probably to school tomorrow, just to, as a big, like, you know, screw you to everybody. But I was not about to walk into a stadium full of Jack Husky twelves and listen to whatever it was that they were going to throw at me. So I did. Yeah. I, uh, today, you know, I, when I go to Pullman, I only bring like cook shit. So like I only had like cougar hats, cougar shirts <laughs> to wear, cougar hoodies. Like and so I was driving back and I just like I just don't want anyone to ask me about the game at any time I anytime I stop. I don't want I just don't I listen to my beer podcasts. Um good job. The uh WC football blog guys got the Coog Talk podcast out like fuck I was driving, I got the notification at like like it was like 10 in the morning or something like or, or like 11 or 12 like i was like that's crazy like i wasn't we, we could not have done that podcast this morning jeff like no. I, I didn't you or i no. neither of us wanted to do this no. like and, and we're just getting it done for you our listeners yeah. who just apparently wanted to be mad again yeah. um but yeah i 
I mean, God bless the guys over at, you know, uh, Sean and Cougar Sutra over at uh, the, the, the I, I don't think football I'll be... blog because they, they actually recorded an episode this morning. And I'm yeah, like, that's what I said. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. I don't I don't know how they did. It. I mean, obviously. Uh, uh, yeah. Like and and obviously uh, Sutra's in the eastern time zone. Right. Um, so he was up till almost three in the morning watching right. that shit. watching that disaster. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I don't know. You want to talk about your beer? Yeah, let's. You better start. talk about your beer. Yeah, yeah. One I'll hour and ten minutes in. It's, it's a pretty. I mean, it's a pretty interesting beer. I, I should. I should. Talk. So, um, so I, I wanted something strong, like something very strong to get through this. It's already gone, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, but so it's a. It's called just, just the tick, um, but it's actually just the and then like a check mark. So there's a big, there's a story to this beer. Um, it is a, it's from Prairie Artisan Ales, um, great brewery. If you've not had them, uh, they distribute quite a bit um, through Shelton Brothers, I believe, up here. And uh, you can uh, try a lot of their offerings off the shelf in a lot of places. Um, they do a great job with barrel-aged beers. Um, you've, you've probably seen their bomb stout, like uh, bomb or barrel-aged bomb or barrel-aged birthday bomb. Uh, you know, they have a lot of variants off that. Uh, but this is um, this is a, a stout aged in bourbon barrels with coconut, vanilla, and marshmallow. Um, and so, what the the importance of this beer is actually, uh, Prairie has like a bottle club where they have special releases called Prairie Dogs. And um, what they've done the last couple years is give the members an opportunity to purchase a barrel fill it with a beer and then add up to three adjuncts of their choosing. <laughs> so that's pretty cool. Yeah. So what this beer is, there was a guy in the Seattle area, his uh, Instagram, his name's Jason and his Instagram is a beer Instagram. It's called ticks and picks. Cause we like to say uh, when you, when you try a, a, a hard to find rare beer, you tick it, you know, like you just do it just to tick it. Like, you know, you, right. you tick it like, so, so he's ticks and picks. Um, and so we, uh, we actually submitted the name. So we, he basically put it out to a group of us, in, you know, a Seattle group, uh, beer group and said like, who wants in on this? You know, cause the barrel like is $4,000. So he's not buying that by himself. So basically he opened up 20 spots, you know, split it 200 each. We ended up split it like I split it with another guy. He's a another Coug that lives in Tacoma, another big beer nerd. Um, we split the my like I I got a share right away, and then he's like, "Oh, will you?" He's like, "It was anyone willing to split their you know share of the bottles?" And so, so I uh, you know I ended up doing like a half a share. So I got like eight or nine bottles or whatever for a hundred bucks, pretty much on the price point of any barrel aged stout. Um, and Prairies are you know elite barrel aged stouts generally. So they did that. So we did this and then we, uh, we picked, you know, we, we did voting and we picked the, um, the adjuncts to put in the coconut vanilla and marshmallow. Um, we came up with the name, uh, we, one of the first names that was suggested was because it's an Oklahoma brewery, like some people, we were trying to come up with a Sonics reference and someone said Alton listed Alton listens tears. Ah. And, and oh my god I, I pushed so hard for that one i'm that's like fantastic. that is so good but that's we didn't get that one like ah oh, because people were on. like people like people were worried like that no one would get the reference like uh, most of the people 
I think about half our group of like 35 guys got it. Um, but like most of the people like, but they were like, that's kind of obscure. People won't know, but I'm like, who cares? Every like, time I drink the you beer, know, I will all be super happy. That's right. Um, but we ended up going with, we went with just the tick because his, to, as an homage to his Instagram name, take some pics. They wouldn't let us do just the tick. Um, <laughs> Why not, Craig? Who knows? You know, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I I have a totally I I have a totally uh, clear and and youthful mind that would never uh, that I just can't fathom what what that would be. Uh, but anyway, so they ended up. Uh, so we um we asked them to do just the like check mark, and so they actually put the check mark on the bottle, which you can see on our Instagram or on our uh, Twitter. Um, so they, they put the check mark on the bottom. So it's just the check mark. Um, I didn't get involved. I, I was unable, I, I think I was going to a WSU game, but they did, uh, so a bunch of the guys in the group, they got together and they actually made some cut. Like, so they give you like an option of like four different labels. And so we picked this one with like, it's like a hand with like finger, like, so we were like ticking, you know, the hands that's where we got on that one. But, um, a bunch of the guys did some custom labels for it where they made, they just called it the tick and, and they have like the tick, the, um, car, the comic book character, uh, or the, the cartoon, uh, right. have you ever seen that? The blue guy. Um, yep, so they, yep. they made no, this really, the tick. yeah, they made this, uh, it used to be a cartoon. Now, now they have like a live action on Amazon. It's really good. Yeah. It's really, yeah. Yeah. It's really good. I, I right. recommend checking that out. Um, but they did that and then the double white and blue scented wax on it too. I didn't get any of those bottles. That, I, I should have given them to a friend so that he could have done them for me. But so I, I have the, the boring old prairie issued label, but some of my friends have the cool tick. So if you go on untapped and look up um, just the, and they actually on untapped use the check mark emoji, um, you can see the beer and then you can see the pictures of the people that did the bottles. It's really cool bottle. Like it's really impressive. We had, it's funny when you get a group of like 35 people, there's always someone that can do anything in there, you know, like there's always like someone that's good at graphic design or whatever, you know? And so that you get these really creative people. And so they made this really cool label for it. So it was really fun. Um, I actually like, we were uh, the second to last group. There was like 212 different barrels. We were the second to last group to pick up our barrel because it just, a bunch of things kept falling through. Eventually we just had a guy send them to all of us. Like, you know, um, and then he sent it to my friend in Tacoma. And it's funny because we live so close. Like we, we just like never got around to him. Giving, so it's funny. I was, we were both in line for a beer release in Seattle on Friday and he brought the beers and gave them to me then. And like, so they're, they're months old now. Um, so some of the coconut I think has faded a little bit, but man, it is, it's strong. It's super, a lot of barrel cask strength. It's 14%. Um, that's probably led to me getting a little angrier as we go you know, like, um, dropping more F bombs as we've been going, uh, taking down this, it's only a 12 ounce bottle, so it's not too bad. Um, but yeah, so it's, it's pretty damn good. Uh, Prairie makes great barrel aged stuff. Um, apparently all the coffee ones were, so I have a, a, another couple friends that the last two years they've gotten together, like with this national beer group that they have and they meet and they, they track down and try every single one of the different bottles and last year it was like 75 but this year was 212 so they had to they tried on one day between i don't know there was like 30 of them they tried or not 30 there there was like 10 of them or something they tried every single beer 
like every all 212 14% they weren't all so we had an option um you could do a stout agent bourbon barrels a stout agent apple brandy barrels or uh, an imperial brown ale aged in bourbon barrels so we went with the basic bourbon barrel stout because uh we that was the safest so it turned out the apple brandy ones got infected Oh, no. Um, so sucks for them. So what they did, so what Prairie said is um, if you stick to our list of adjuncts, then we'll guarantee if it gets infected, we'll refund your money. Um, but if but other people, like they want to put, there's people like putting like Nutella and uh, uh, like peanut butter like or like uh, um, Nutter Butters and shit like that in the beer. And, they'll, and they said, you just have to buy it and give it to us and we'll put it in there. We're not going to go buy it for you. But if you can buy X amount so we can put it in the beer, we'll put it in there for you. We just we're not going to guarantee it for you. But what happened with the apple brandy, it was something wrong with, the, I believe, the barrels or something. And so like almost every single one were infected. And Ugh. so so that, that'd be kind of I was worried about that, you know, with ours. It was really fun. Like this has been a long process. And then, so this is my first time trying the beer, and I'm really excited about it. It's just really fun because it's got a cool story. Um, I'm really happy I got in on the group, and um, we got to We got to get. We have a good. Uh, there's a good bunch of uh, kind of a core group of uh, good craft beer nerds. I've made a lot of friends through the uh, through craft beer in Seattle. It's a, we got a good group, um, and it's growing. Um, if you would have seen this Midnight Still uh, variant release at Holy Mountain on. Saturday, um, I got there two hours before the or, or Friday, I got there two hours before two hours and fifteen minutes before the release. I was roughly two hundredth in line, um, and people were behind us. that got shut out. They sold out of their bottles, which it, admittedly wasn't very many. It was you two per person. They had roughly three hundred ninety allocations. So, um, but they sold out. You know, by like one thirty, uh, basically as as fast as they could process the beers. But yeah, so but I, but it's funny and I go to those lines, I see all my friends that I've made, you know, throughout the years, you know, going to lines, going to shares and stuff. So it's great. So this was a nice example of one of the guys taking the thing that he had um and sharing it with the community and we had a lot of fun with it. So That's yeah, super it's, cool. Yeah, it's it's really cool. I, I think it's a really cool thing that Prairie does. Uh, there's no other brewery that does that um they're big enough that they they have the capacity to you know have 200 barrels where i could just be like let's fuck with fuck around with them whatever you know um so yeah it's really cool um i hope uh i hope we get the opportunity to do it again next year because um it was super fun that um, is cool but yeah so uh prairie beer definitely check them out um you're not going to find this beer unless you trade for it or something <laughs> like sorry <laughs> like it's just not going to happen <laughs> there was one it's a single barrel of beer and uh and uh, they're they're mostly in the Seattle area, so whatever. So yeah, um, that's my beer, and uh, now I'm feeling better. Uh, well, that's just awesome. talking about beer. That's what that's what BA and I always makes us happy. BA and I did that. We talked about um, and and BA and and some others. We were just talking about politics. That's that's how bad it is when you're like, let's talk about <laughs> politics instead. And you and I both know that when you and BA talk politics, it can sometimes head down not the best road anyway. So I don't know. It was pretty good. We we were No, I'm sure it was. Like it's just like, let's talk about this other extremely volatile thing because it is definitely it's going definitely to be better, better than talking about that than football talking game. about a fucking football game. So Yeah. 
Usually it would just be reveling in the glory of Anthony Gordon, but right. And and the fact that that's the worst, like it was just set up to be such a great day with Gardner Minshew. And we just fucking ruined it. We ruined it all. It should have been. It should have been how the game ended. Throws for nine touchdowns, and Gardner Minshew watches Anthony Gordon break his record. And how cool is this? And now we're off to Utah. Gardner Minshew's in jorts with fucking power thighs, like Jesus, and a bolo tie for some reason. That that dude is country to the core. (laughs) Yeah, he pretty much is. Oh man, he's from rural Mississippi. Yeah, and he is all about it. He is all about it. All right, man. <sighs> Better days lay ahead, buddy. Better day, yeah. Better days are ahead. Hey, you know what? Go out and beat Utah on Saturday, which we'll talk about this week uh, once we lick our wounds. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, honestly, uh, just a win in the next game will – you know, we, we recovered from Portland State. We recovered. I, I don't think we've ever recovered from Cal, so we might not ever recover from this yeah, one, actually. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, but, yeah, but we'll uh, – I don't know. This this team is uh, – under Leach has shown some resilience in the yep. past. So Yep. Um, they I'm, might do it again. I'm not, I wouldn't be surprised if they did it again. I so. would not either. Also, our offense is fucking amazing, and we'll yes. win some games just because so we of got that. that. We got yeah. that going for us. All right. All right. Go Cougs. Go Cougs, buddy.